You're listening to Comedy Central. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please welcome Anthony Romero. Hello, Trevor. Honest question. Hello, yeah. Anthony. Hello, sir. Did you ever think as a lawyer one day people would be cheering for you when you walked into a room? <laughs> no, no. Welcome to the show, and thank you for coming at what is probably the craziest time Craziest in time, yeah. I've been around this block about 16 years. I've never felt anything quite like this. What, what, is, what does it feel like to have all of these executive orders coming out and to be an organization that is fighting for or against, rather, the, you know, the, 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 the constitutional loopholes that, that Trump and these people are trying yeah. to find? It's a bit breathless but it's exhilarating at the same time. And this president is going down such a far wrong-headed path. I mean, these executive orders, they really are off the charts. And this most recent one with the Muslim ban. Yeah. It's just, it's just astonishing that we would have a president of the United States enact an order within a week of him becoming president that is so fundamentally at the core un-American, immoral, unconstitutional. Now, now first of all, I mean, I, I'm sure you're, you're keeping abreast with everything, but now the administration has come out and said, it's not a Muslim. Well, well who are they kidding? Who are they kidding? <laughs> well, not you, clearly. You know, you know that seven countries, predominantly Muslims. Yeah. And then the, the, the real smoking gun is that in the executive order, they carved out an exception yes. for minority religions. And then President Trump is doing contemporaneous uh, talks on radio, on radio. Christian broadcast radio saying that we want to protect the Christians. Who are they kidding? Of course it's a Muslim ban. I mean, he's a straight talker. Just tell it to us straight. You yes. promised us a Muslim ban. You've given us a Muslim ban. We read it as a Muslim ban. And now you say, oh, it's not a Muslim ban? I mean, come on. It, it's funny that you say this. You know, people would be like, oh, but you, you're the ACLU. Of course, you're, you're going to go against Trump. But the judges ruled the same thing. I, I would love to know this. Yeah. Saturday comes. Friday night, the ban happens. Yeah. And we Saturday. never expected this stuff to happen the next day. 
there was you just you well, know. we saw the executive order. Yeah. We had compared it. We thought they would just Im implement it at some point. Uh -huh. We thought anyone who had been given a visa, who had a work authorization or a green card, would just be allowed into the country. They have been allowed in, after all. Yes. Saturday morning, I'm taking down my Christmas tree. I finally get around to it. <laughs> I'm watching the news, and then my phone starts going crazy. People are being turned away at airports. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, how is this happening? And we rush people to the airports. We are in touch with other organizations who are helping us identify refugees. Yeah. They're turning people away who had been given visas to enter this country. And so then it's all hands on deck. Then we send out lawyers to the airports at JFK, at SFO, LAX, O'Hare. When we hear the stories of, um, of some of the customs officials and immigration officials going against the judge's orders, though, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, I mean, a step that, is that normal? Is that them going against? Because the, the judge ruled that there night. should be a stay, correct? Yeah, on Saturday night at 8 p.m. We yes. were in front of her in this emergency hearing. She understood that the equities in involved were too great. She understood that people were being deported back to countries where they were in harm's way. Yes. There were individuals being deported back after helping our government fight the war against the, uh, ISIS and terrorists. Individuals who had worked for our government, our client was someone who had worked with the U.S. military for 10 years as a translator, and they were going to send him back on an airplane. And the judge understood that and said, no, wait a minute, we're going to hit the pause button. I want to consider this longer term, but for now, we're going to preserve the status quo. And what, is, what are the opposition lawyers saying? I'm fascinated as to how they were trying to defend this. I understand what Trump and these people are saying, but what are they saying? Well, it was pretty remarkable. I was in the courtroom. It was Saturday night. After taking down the Christmas tree, doing a couple of TV shows, I went to the courthouse in Brooklyn. The, the government lawyers were taught, caught completely you know, empty-handed. They yeah. didn't even know how to argue the, the statements for the government. The, the judge would ask very basic questions. Well, how many people are you not allowing out? We don't know, Your Honor. Well, how are you enforcing the executive order? They would all look at each other and say, are you going to take that question? Then there was some woman on some co from calling in from Washington who was really the voice of the government. She was like the voice of God. And, <laughs> and she was incapable of answering the most basic questions. And you could see the judge was saying, well, we're just going to preserve the status quo. We're not going to deport anyone. We're not going to send them back to the countries where they're in danger. Yeah. We're going to preserve the status quo, and then we're going to look at this afresh, the constitutionality of it, in several weeks' time. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your journey personally. Seven days before 9-11, you took over at the yeah. ACLU. I was a young boy, 35. I'm 51. Seven days before 9-11, and then post 9-11, America saw a spate of, yeah. of, of orders coming down us, you know, the NSA, yeah. you know, the, the, Patriot the Patriot Act. Act. Right. Do you see any parallels between what was happening then and what people are seeing now under the Trump administration without an inciting incident? I, I do see the difference. I see the similarities and the differences. I see the similarities in which we have government officials who are using a moment, 9-11, or using their power yeah. today to push through an ideological agenda that really runs contrary to our nation's founding values, that we're a nation of immigrants, that we believe in due process, we believe that you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. And all those efforts were at play after 9-11. The, the thing that's different about this moment, why I'm so encouraged, is because the reaction of people like in your audience and people on the streets is really quite different than the immediate af aftermath of 9-11. There were not people turning out on the streets. That's powerful. In fact, 
In fact, well, I mean, it's weird to say this, but Trump has been good for business for you because <laughs> over the weekend, is it true that you raised $24 million, whereas in a normal year, the ACLU <laughs> raises about $4 million to... Online, online. Online, that's... Yeah. And the response was incredible. I mean, folks came to us. And folks come to us because they understand what's at stake. Yes. People turn out. I mean, when I came out of the courthouse, there were almost 1,000 people outside the courthouse. I've never seen anything like that. I've been to a lot of courthouses. Usually, I just walk out, <laughs> and I try to find my way home. I come out, and I'm like, who are these? Who? How did you get here? Yeah. And they're chanting, A-C-L-U. I'm like, I don't think we have this many staff members. <laughs> And what's so remarkable now is that people understand what's at stake. Yes. They're willing to take action. They're willing to, to associate themselves with organizations like ours that are going to fight the good fight. And that's what's different about this time. President Trump may try to push unconstitutional and wrongheaded and immoral executive orders, but the courts are there, and more importantly, the people are there in the street. That is, that is powerful. That is powerful. I just have... I just have, you know, one thing that's been bugging me is when you read through uh, U.S. history and you try and figure out the constitutionality of it, it's, it's so hard because everything is up for interpretation. Yeah. Do you believe that the courts will rule that this order is unconstitutional, considering that in 1952, yeah. the president was given the ability to ban people from yeah. certain areas if they felt they were a threat to the country? And, and the, to be clear, the president is usually given great discretion in matters of immigration. Yes. But I also think that our courts are strong enough and our country's come a long way since 1952, 1965, even in the 70s. And with this order is so patently unconstitutional. You know, and the idea that they pick seven countries that are predominantly Muslim. Yes. They're going to protect Christians from those countries, but not the Muslims. The fact that it goes right in the face of due process equal protection clauses. Of, it violates the First Amendment. The First Amendment is like the hollowed ground for constitutional lawyers. Mm -hmm. It basically says, the government shall not discriminate against nor favor any one religion. That's what non-establishment and free exercise means. It's a, it's a journey that, I guess, like you're saying, no one has been on before. And I, the reason why the bodies matter is that we're still the David to the government's Goliath. There are 19,000 lawyers on the payroll for the U.S. federal government. There are 11,000 lawyers who will work for Jeff Sessions. I got 300. And the reason why the support from the public is so important is that we need to scale up. We need to up our game. We need to hire as many good-minded men and women across this country to sue them as often, as vigorously. You're serious. You're serious. It's like the, the longest episode of Law and Order ever. I'm loving this. Yeah, I know. Before, be I, before, I let you, before I let you go, yeah. that's an interesting thing that you say. It'll be a long four years. This is just week two. Oh, my God. So, oh, you guys forgot? You guys forgot? <laughs> Looking forward, what do you think are some of the scariest or just even the most egregious examples of the Trump administration's intentions to bypass what Americans consider the law in the country? Are there, are there any things that you're looking out at going, we need to worry about that? Well, if they try to violate this judge's order, which we're now in the middle of looking at whether or not individuals are complying with it, mm -hmm. that's the canary in the coal mine. That means that this administration thinks that they don't have to heed federal judges. 
that would be very dangerous and very problematic. If they go the next step further in act, enacting other executive orders that go after LGBT individuals, mm -hmm. or to try to defund Planned Parenthood, one of America's most storied, important organizations, mm -hmm. th those, those will be our Alamos. And we can make sure we fight those battles. And I, I have every confidence that the American people, we're too good-minded, we're too, we're too optimistic. Our values mean something. You know, and I, I think ultimately we prevail against the forces that would try to undo the very best of what we are. You've done a great job this weekend. Everyone is behind you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Anthony Romero, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.